Hello, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Ongakuryu, the podcast where three friends come together and break down what's new in the Japanese music industry. This is the podcast for the week of July 1st, 2022. I'm your host, Ken, and with me we have Luna. Hello, Ginky Minasan. Oh, Ginkies indeed. And that's about it. Gray, I guess, broke his arm. I have no clue. <laughs> He hurt himself from lifting lots of heavy things. Probably. <laughs> we have no idea. He just said he hurt himself. <laughs> so, but, so he's not here. And I don't know if he's going to be on next week. If not, it's just going to be me. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Thor is calling my name. I can't deny the beautiful Chris Hemsworth. I mean, I'm going to go see Thor too, but I'm just, just timing wise. <laughs> Yep, different time frames for both of us. Yeah, so I'll see it at night. And since we do time zones, I am going to be seeing it at right now. How we record, we record at like what, like seven, six, seven ish your time. <laughs> Give yep. Or take. Yep. So it That's... would be like midnight or one a.m. my time while you're seeing Thor. Yep. But regardless, have you been? What you've been listening to as of late? just my summer playlist i you finally I mean, finished honey, it <laughs> well it's i don't know if it's really finished i keep adding more to it and then there's a few songs that i'm like why did i add that because that doesn't make sense yeah but i did add some ayumi summer songs such as happening here you and me theme of a nation 03 bluebird hanabi july 1st hanabi episode 2 I also added Tanaka Alice, Miss Summer, because I love Tanaka Alice and I forgot how much I enjoy her music. I wish if she'd do more new stuff. I added Miu, Southern Waves, Mm. just because I feel like that's a really perfect song for summer. I did also add Adashi, Turning Up, and Aozoto Pedidu. And let's see, Kaho, Summertime. I forgot how much I really enjoy Kaho's music, and I need to go back and revisit her. I added some I Don't Like Monday, like Diamond, Lemonade, and Tonight. Those are my go-to songs for the summer anyway, so of course I had to add those in. And Some Baby by Ballistic Boys from Exile Tribe. (laughs) And I mean, yeah, I added... I, I really enjoyed it last year, especially when we got to interview them, and their music's always fun, and Some Baby is the perfect for summertime, so I did have to add that. I uh, I was very excited to see Atarayo, Summer Haze, popped up this morning when I was driving to work. It made me happy, because <laughs> perfect timing. I also added Kazuni Kaoru, Natsuno Kyoku, AAA... And there's, there's, and I had, I forgot I added Jamoza on there. I added her Moshimo Negai ga Kanau Nara, and that was playing earlier. And I'm like, I forgot how much I love this one too. And Ice Cream by, I was listening to that earlier. And not by Hina, but that's also on there. But uh, Takeuchi Yana. So I have two Ice Cream songs on here. And I got Boa Sparkling, Key of Heart. Atlantis Princess, even though that doesn't... I don't think that counts. Double Summertime featuring Verbal. I feel like that's always a go-to song for me. Summertime by Riri Kiju and Nariaki Obukuro. 
That's a I, I love KG's rap in that. It is so good. I highly recommend it. And Riri's vocals are always on point. So I added some Aoyata Tama uh Aoyama Thalma. I added her summertime song and Sekai no Chishin We Are the World just because I needed something dancey. So oh Sunshine Girl by Mo Moon. I always have to add my Mo Moon <laughs> on there. And May J, Summer Breaker, My Bass, Garden. Be mine, Kimiga Sukida, yo. So, and what is not on my summer playlist that I was listening to this week that made me happy is He Die Die released a new album. And I started listening to it. It's called Hope Wish. It's really good. Yep. It's really, really phenomenal. Like, I absolutely. And thanks to you, I'm getting really into He Die Die ever since you introduced me to Slow and Easy. Yeah, And, I mean, there are other songs I liked by him before, but I started going back and seeing he had a new album out just made me really happy, and, and I jumped on that right away. So, I also finally was listening to Boa's latest album, The Greatest, which is a self-cover album. And, I mean, it has two new songs, too, but I like the self-cover she did because she changed it up and not just vocally and you can hear how obviously her vocals have I mean they they have changed a little bit but the composition she completely changed like Daki Shimadu not just the composition but how the song is sung and she slows it down in some parts and I loved that I like what she did with it and I think that was a great concept for her to do so, and then I also was listening to, this is an oldie, or not an oldie, but kind of, Thank You, Tokyo Vice. Ooh. It Well, Josh's best friend entered, actually was asking me about the music in it, so we had a conversation I mean, on just, it. You just play Utada Hikaru from any song from, from that. Yeah, but so, she's not played in it, but this is mentioned, and it is yeah. uh, Kahimi uh, uh, Karie, Elastigirl. Yeah. yeah. So he's trying to determine who it was, and I'm like, well, Utada's the basis of it. He's like, oh, no, no, I know that. And he played one clip, and as soon as I hear the melody, Utada automatic. He's like, I'm not talking about the background music. He's like, I'm talking about the conversation they're having around this artist. And when he mentioned her, I'm like, oh, Elastigirl, I know that one. Wow, that takes me back. (laughs) So I started listening to that, and it made me happy. Um, I went down a whole boa streak, no joke there. So I went back to more. I went to her Unchained EP she did. It's just really good. Uh, I went back to both Japanese and Korean albums. I also, because it's summer and I forgot to add this, is Zone, Secret Base, Kimiga Kuretamono. That is a great summer song. Really sad. I'll just cry again. But I went back listening to a lot of Zone's music just because I love them. I still love them. Good Days is fantastic. Akashi, Yumi no Kakura. Sotsugyo is still my jam. True Blue. So that's just been a nice, you know, I don't know. I've been going back to the blast from the past. Shimitani Hitomi, I went back to her actually and was listening to Papillon because it's pretty much a redo of Janet Jackson. So, but yeah, that's really what I've been listening to. What about you, Ken? So yeah, I've been listening to a whole hodgepodge worth of things here. I've been listening to Heavy Fog by Neo Tokyo Metro. It's actually really, really good. 
and some of the things that I'm like I've been really appreciating Neo Tokyo Metro style as of late you know at first when I was like when I was first listening to it I was well I wasn't really sure but then like hit after hit that they've been doing has been really garnering my attention even so like i mean you have heavy fog there that the other latest song is sanagi which was also really good metro was phenomenal so you know the whole list of things that they've been doing over like the past two years has been phenomenal and i honestly can't wait to kind of do a heavy dive with them once they finally do an album release so there's that, and I've been listening to Tendre's latest single, Lighthouse, which is phenomenal, you know. Some of the things that I've been really appreciating from Tendre, this is, I believe, his second or so release of this year. No, this is his first, first of, uh, of the year after Imagine, so. So it's a, a nice return to him after, like, a nice six-month break here. Uh, I was also listening to Passcode. They released their live version of their Nippon Budokan tour and listening to Ray on it specifically because Ray is probably one of my favorite songs by Passcode. Listening to that live is actually really, really good. I was also listening to Midori Oka's latest EP, which is just a double A side because it's basically a re-release of y Yuki Kagero and the new single or new song that's attached to this, which is... Which is Benny uh, Bana Koi Uta. So it's very interesting because it includes the karaoke version of that. So if you want to feel like singing along with Miss Oka there, you have there. Uh, also, Rainy Runaway by Kirinji is also another song that I went back to that also just got released. So there's also that. I was also listening to Tenki Ame Still Love Me. By Tokimiki Records, you know, our good friend Hikari is on there. Hikari of, you know, mime fame. She's the vocalist for it. And she's also the vocalist for this project as well. So I'm really appreciating the fact that, you know, you get to hear Hikari really bust her chops here with like old city pop songs, which I mm, absolutely do love. So, but besides that, nothing too out of the ordinary here. Uh, I was listening to 7 Plus, which is Tomita's, Tomita Lab's latest album as well. So, that's, that's I saw good. that came out and was going to ask if you were on that. I mean, you know, if you were listening to it. I had a feeling you were, but I was curious how it was because it looked really good. Yeah, it was really good. I mean, um, Ami is on it like a handful of times because that, that's her, that's her, she's his major contributor for a lot of her his stuff. Also, uh, Basi and Koji Koji is also on there as well. Um, Tendri is also on this release as well with Hope For Us, which is one of my favorite songs on the album, to be honest. Uh, she, Ami does Dystopia, uh, Dystopia, which is also a really good song as well. So, There's different versions. They also did a Map For Love remake version for, for this album as well. So, Overall, if you... I, I would appreciate it if you could listen to this, mostly because of the fact that it includes everything that I've loved of Tomita Lab over the past year and a half now. So, even includes mixtape, which is one of the basis for a lot of the songs on this album, because it's just little snippets of of 
tracks just mixed together into one big ass track and just little samples of composition that is mixed inside this one release is absolutely amazing and actually gives a lot of leeway for a lot of the songs that he did later on in his single releases so so yeah i'm definitely gonna add this into my listen my listen list this week because i've been wanting to check it out i haven't made it that far I mean, there's been a lot of new releases dropped, so I'm excited to dive into that one. Yeah, so, I mean, I would highly recommend it, and... But besides that, nothing too out of the ordinary here. And yeah, with that, let's continue on to our topic this week, and this one is kind of a biggie, because, you know, with the end of... With the end of June here, we are now past the six-month mark of the year. And Oricon, the lovely place that we always go to our record choices here, has released their music rankings of the year as of right now. So what's very interesting about this is so they do a total amount of sales and sales amount and the amount of copies being sold, listened to, and all that lovely jazz as well. They also do total amount of sales artists as well here. And one of the big things that we have is the the top 10 singles or top 25 singles being sold so far. And things of note here is at number one, it is uh, Blizzard Beat by Snowman. Not surprising because both me and you ended up really loving, uh, not Blizzard Beat, Brother Beat, Brother Beat by Snowman, excuse me. Both me and you really ended up loving Brother Beat here. And it was a nice little change that they needed. And it sold phenomenally. I mean, it, it, at number one, it sold over 850,000 copies. So, for, for oh, the year I, so far. I agree. That's, that's fantastic. Oh, yeah. I Yes. And Snowman is, I mean, one of those those groups that has really come back for me. Because I was, you know, I, I liked them, but I wasn't, like, super in love with them. But Brother... Uh, Brother Beat really did bring that back. I'm glad to see it at number one. Yeah, no. And so th- with them taking number one, you know, if you, you remember last year when we did this, they also took number one for grandeur around the halfway mark of the year of 2021. Now, this is kind of significant because this is the first time in over 12 years that an artist took number one back-to-back consecutively for the the half-year mark. And the last person to have done that originally was Odyssey. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, that's a big deal, too. Like, a big deal. Yeah, so this is the first... This is, like, a handful of times that a male artist did this, and... Both of them were Johnny's. <laughs> but, you know, continuing down to number two, it's, you know, it's Eni, and Eni has been a big-ass sell as well. So it's not really surprising there that they have made number two. And what's really surprising for me that that got to number three, it is The Answer and Sachiare by Nadini Wadanshi. Now, I knew they had a really good year last year. I mean, their debut did really really well but i'm just really surprised that you know their second release nanini wadanshi was able to to take it at number two at number three here with only six hundred and one thousand copies there so 
Yeah. I'm not surprised it's on here because Eni's been doing really good, to be honest. Even though I wasn't a fan of 119, it, it's not a surprise at all. But yeah, with that, you know, also along with the uh, uh, the singles here, it's also the album rankings. And, <laughs> you know, Johnny's cleaned up this composition as well because Stones took number one for the top selling album of the year so far. And they did it with City. And City sold about 560,000 copies, just about there. And that's really, really good. And this is also the second year in a row for them as well, because first did really well, their first album. So this is the first time in a long time that they have been able to take one one and two and go consecutive. However, you know, I believe they're the fifth person to have done this, so not as much of a big of a ranking or an accomplishment as, you know, the Odyssey one with... with snowman but still a phenomenal record nonetheless for them oh i agree and i i and stones has been doing excellent for a while and even though i'm i was hit or miss on them i think now they're going in the direction that i love i still recognize what they could do and the power they were bringing behind them and I'm glad to see Johnny's at number one and still killing it so that's amazing and city is a pretty solid album even though i might not like every song on it i i'm so glad to see them on here and see them sell as many copies as they did and this is just halfway through the year so you know that's going to continue to rise too oh yeah no that's for sure and you know at number two you got 17 with their fourth album the face the sun so that you know 17 has been really really hot this year too like because of the fact that we're not diving into albums as much as we did back then it's still a major accomplishment for 17 to have done this it really is even though we're not reporting on it as much as it it's still a major phenomenon that they've been doing really really well yeah and looking at the release date of that album and looking at how many copies it sold since then is like skyrocket that one could be number one at the end of the year so it'll be interesting to see also i mean we still got tons more coming release wise and i would love i i'm looking forward to comparing this list to the end of the year list and see what's still on here at the end of the year or what bumps up what bumps down what's what what i think is going to happen though i don't i i think once bts makes an album it's going to happen sometime this year. I already know because of their hiatus. Once they make their album, that's going to that's going to kill anything. Oh, 100% because they are the biggest sellers worldwide, not just US, not just Korea, not just Japan. I mean worldwide. And Japan loves them. They will hit number 1 and they will probably hit over a million copies. Or oh, yeah. you know what? It won't they probably they will. No they will. doubt about it. They will <laughs> no. hit over a million copies and they will be the number 1. Yeah, and I, I have a good feeling once they decide to release that album, because you know they will, because the fact that they announced that they're going to go on hiatus, they are going to drop one album just to be like, hey, we need to have our names still out there kind of thing. So, we'll see. We'll see. But, you know, not to regard number three. Number three was uh, 
he not he not the Zaka I was gonna spoil that there. It's Nogi Zaka forty six with their album Time Flies. And this is the first album that they've released in a long time as well. And this is the first one without my Shirashi, so to still be at number three without their big major heavy hitters is still a really good accomplishment. Yeah, I know. I completely agree. So I'm glad to see them on here, even though I'm, you know, it's, they're not my favorite, but I'm so glad to see the accomplishment they've made and that they're still doing very well. Yeah, no, that's for darn sure. But, you know, also with this, because of the Oricon, they decided to count the digital releases as well. And oh boy, oh boy, did anime just take a huge ass dump on this, this chart here for digital singles. Just, just by singles alone, by song alone, Imer took number one with uh, Sankyo Sanka. And, you know, that's not to be surprising anyone here because of the fact that, you know, it's attached to arguably one of the biggest properties right now, which is Demon Slayer. Oh, agreed. There is no doubt in my mind that I'm I'm taking taking this with Zankyo Zanka just because of the the how do you say the word I'm trying to think of the correct way to say like Yaiba has taken the everywhere by storm I mean it has become a phenomenon and any any song that Yaiba uses is gold so you yeah. can see it everywhere and I'm not surprised and I love Imer. Zankyo Zanka is definitely not my favorite song by her. I have so many more I love more. But I I easily see why it's number one because of Yaiba, because of all the listens. Everyone's in love with Yaiba and it, you know, it fits with the show. So you know this song got played a lot. Oh yeah. Most definitely. Most definitely. But it it, it took number one with over three hundred and sixty thousand listens or downloads so you know i'm not too sure if it's only japan only if they're taken worldwide if it's only japan only i can see that number just being that but if it was worldwide i think it'd be a little bit longer so i'm i don't know how the oricon skews for that if they skew japan only i can see these numbers actually being really well if it was all around the world i highly doubt that it's only three hundred sixty-three thousand. Oh, yeah, no, I do too. But, you know, two and three, it's actually from the same artist, and it is, yeah, it's Sakana Yume and Ichizu, respectively, and both of those hand in hand go with, what was it, Jujutsu Kaisen? Kaisen. Yeah, Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, I think that's the the movie that it's attached to. Yep, yep. So, so, uh, as someone that don't watch. Jujutsu Kaisen, so I don't know how big of a a role these two songs are. So it's it's interesting. I know that Jujutsu Kaisen is another really big anime from this past this past season. So it's good for that King New that was that those songs were attached to them. So I'm 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 really happy for them to be honest. So I haven't watched. Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, which Sakana Yume and Ichizu are attached to. However, I watched the show. I did finally watch season one because it's on HBO Max. And it is a great show. And I I know King New also did another song for it. Besides these, if I'm correct. I don't... I get my songs mixed up in shows. 
Yeah. Um, but I am excited to see how both of these relate to Jujutsu Kaisen Zero. And when it comes to Blu-ray, I will get it. I miss the... I unfortunately miss the theatrical release due to a lot of activities going on. But I'm really hoping to get to see it and see how both Sakana Yume and Ichizu relate to the show. Because I absolutely love the show. It, it's a fun time. It's your typical shonen type thing. It's like a crossover of Bleach meets... It's similar to Bleach. There we go. Because I can't think of what my crossover was at one time. But yeah, I'm I'm happy for King New. I'm happy to see both their songs in here in two and three. And also number four. So that is amazing for them. Yeah, no, that is really phenomenal for them. And, you know, just to kind of peep over to the total amount of sales overall. It's very interesting to see this. <laughs> Snowman took number one. Number two is Adashi. And I don't know how they got number two. <laughs> I honestly don't. Is it because of the documentary that came out? Could that be no, a possibility? It, it didn't have a physical release yet. I don't think so. Uh, no, but the documentary, it, a physical release is actually was announced for September. But it this is up until June. Yeah, but since it was released a limited theatrical, do you think that could have pushed it? No, maybe more the, people. The, the theatrical was only for for us, the American side. Oh, uh, okay. Japan, never mind. Japan, Japan had their had their theatrical in back in November. Mm, I gotcha. So it wouldn't make sense for for them to have it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, no, I understand. So it's 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 mind-boggling because it's they they sold over 90,000 more in than Nogizaka which took number 3. So I'm like thinking to myself unless they're still taking revenue from all those Blu-ray sales and it just still keep on churning, I don't know how are they getting revenue. And I, I know this is probably how it is, how they're doing it, is they're doing it only Japan only, because BTS is only at number five. If this was the world, BTS would be number one to be <laughs> darn toot in there. So, but it's, it's interesting overall to see that, and for... I just kind of want to see what happens at the end of the year. If you do say it comes out in September, then I maybe honestly might take number one again. Actually, takes number one. They haven't released a new song. That's 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 freaking hilarious. Yeah, yeah. But it'll it'll be really interesting to see. So I'm excited to see how end of the year looks. To be honest. Yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait. But regardless, let's move on to the traditional Oricon here. And this was a week. <laughs> it was a very interesting week. And I, yeah. I I don't have, I don't even know if it's good or bad interesting week. Yeah, you know, I'm used to saying that for the, the digital side. But for, for me to say that for that, for the, the physical side, tells you something about how it is here. You know... 
with the physical side, I'm expecting a little bit more interesting songs to come up with because of the fact that we're getting songs that we haven't listened to over and over again. But here we are. <laughs> but let's start off with number 10. It is Mirai Riso Keikaku by Ichizen. And this is a debuting, major label debuting idol group. And... That, that tells you all you need to say about, <laughs> about that. I mean, for me, I thought Mirai Riso Keikaku was alright. The guitar in the composition really helped it stand out just a bit more than traditional idol fare, but I am not going to be judging this release based on one or like three or four songs. I am going to wait a while. That is my rule that I will wait at least for a couple of of releases to kind of stamp this idol group so we'll see yeah i i also thought mirai reiso keikaku was a very interesting track and i i didn't hate it i didn't love it i it's one of those tracks i mean i hear it in the radio i'm gonna i'm not gonna turn it off i'll listen to it i actually thought their vocals are pretty good you know they're very and they had good harmonies and like you said ken i like the guitar in it and i feel like that made it stand out yeah. so i am curious to see what uh ichi zen will do next and especially since this is their debut i actually i think it's a it's a safe debut and that's good and yeah. seeing them make it on the oricon for their debut is is a night is very nice for them and so I'll look forward to hoping their their second single will make it on here too. Yeah, no, I it, I'm looking forward to whatever their future releases are, but hopefully it can just be a little bit just as well, if not better than than Mirai Riso Keikaku, so that I can kind of go back to how you do a Nido group. So because as of right now, I can't really judge them. That looks like Diamond does an idol, but. I'll wait a while for my final approval for this group, but regardless, sold well. 9,175 copies. And going on up to number 9, it is Hello, Hello by Fudan Juku. And this is the cross-dressing idol group here. And yeah, no, it's what I expected from <laughs> Fudan Juku, <laughs> to be honest. I did too. I mean, you know what you're getting at Fudanjuku, and I feel like it was a safe song as usual. The Oricon felt very safe this week, and this was no different. And, I mean, I liked it, but it's also Hello, Hello is one of those tracks that I hear it in the radio, I'm not going to turn it off, but I'm also not going to be super excited and turn it up really loud. I thought they had solid vocals as usual, good composition, and I always enjoy seeing Fudanjuku uh, Fudanjuku just because they're such a unique concept group and they have strong vocals so it's one of those I, I look forward to seeing what they're gonna do yeah no I honestly can't wait to see what they have next and as much as I want to really really champion them th they're at their peak I think for me of what an idea is I wish that they could stand out just a tad bit more from what they have with their vocals because they have really good vocals don't get me wrong hello hello was a really great song i really also did like 
Tender Rain and Shiny Shiny, which is the B-side songs for this release. They're all really, really good. However, I think that for for them to stand out a little bit more than they they need to, they have to just do a little bit more than just their gimmick. And I think once they kind of do that, I think they'll explode even more so. And I agree. I would like them to... S- and I, I, I like their gimmick. However... I do feel feel that after a while it does get old and it'd be nice to freshen it up and, and do something a little out of their zone. And I think that'd make them stand out too. I mean, they stand out now, but also I, I would love to see what uh, Fudanjuku can do if they go outside of their gimmick a little bit. You know, yeah. switch it up with some of the member. Maybe not like, you know, switch up maybe the members' vocals or their style. I would love to see that because they have fantastic vocals. And yeah. I think they're such an interesting group. So I feel that they have way more potential than, they've been, that they, than they're giving right now. Yeah, that's for darn sure. But regardless, hello, hello, so that wonderful 11,762 cappies here. And going on up to number eight, it is Motokare Des by AKB48. Not much more we can talk about. I, I'm i not too sure if Gray was on when we initially did Motokare, so I, I would have hoped to have heard his thoughts about this. But unfortunately, he's not here to cl- collaborate that effort or not. Regardless, this week it sold a lovely 14,434 points here. And going on up to... To number 7, it is... Miyamoto Karin. And she is an old member from the other group, Juice Juice. And I believe this is her second single, so... She's still trying to find her footing here. And, you know, her song of... Uh, not that I love you and howling. It's it's all right. I I expect this from an an ex idol group trying to or ex idol person trying to stand out on her own. This is per the course, I think. <laughs> yeah, and I agree. I didn't realize Miyamoto Kaden uh, was from Juice Juice. I knew she had to been from an idol group, and I. I honestly, you know, couldn't recall which one. So thank you for bringing that up. And this just felt very generic for me and forgettable. And you can, like you said, she's definitely still trying to find her footing. You know, Nante Tate, I love you, and Haolingu, as much as she tried... You know, you could tell it was, I'm not sure where I'm going. And it also sounded very anime-ish to me. And I almost thought she was a Seiyu for a second. Oh, yeah. Just because of how I love Seiyus. I love their music. And that's what it reminded me of. And and I didn't even, you know, I'm like, oh, maybe. So I was like, that's what it, I don't know. It was just one of those things that some of the Seiyus do release some very generic songs. And... Nante Tate, I love you. Halengu sounded just like that. And as much as I wanted to like it, because I'm like, oh, you know, 
this is kind of cute, but then, like, this is also very generic. The composition is very generic, very cutesy-popsy. And I also feel like she could do way more that with her vocals than she did. Because yeah. Juice Juice, the members are very talented, and I know she's also talented. So I would like to hear more of the power than something a little more cutesy. So I, I, I'm looking forward to see what she'll do with her next single, and I'm hoping she'll be able to find herself a little bit more by then. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully. Like like you just said, I just I don't she's still trying to find her footing and that's fine like i said you you ha- i give you three singles before you find out what you do maybe a little bit more if you prove that to have that that inspiring aspect there but this is still having that i don't know what to do right now i'm still in my idol face it's, it's the same feeling i had with uh yamulta saika when the when she left originally she was still kind of relying on her idol voice just a bit more when she should have been pulling heavily on i'm a girl with the guitar but to each their own oh yeah i agree and i'll look forward to seeing hopefully she ends up back in the oricon so we can see where she lands later on yeah that's for darn sure but regardless nante date I Love You and Howling sold a wonderful 15,342 copies here. And going on up to number six, it is Julieta by Lip X Lip. And I believe this is from. This is one of Honeyworks' produced male idol group called Lip X Lip. So it's very interesting because, you know, Julieta, Ju- Julieta is a, a pretty interesting song so i was very surprised that they were deciding to do this what did you think of this personally so seeing honeyworks i got excited because i've loved what they've done so far yeah and i actually didn't think Julietto Gi- was Julietto was so bad i thought it was nice i i also feel like it was a little generic but i thought the vocals were good and it was interesting. I honestly, it, it wasn't my favorite Honeywork song by far. However, I think Lip Times Lip will be an interesting group to follow. And I'm curious to see what more they'll do, too. Yeah, no, that that's for darn sure. I mean, it is husbando stuff. And it is part of, I believe, the, what was that? This anime, Heroin.omono, I believe. But I'm I, I'm not sure because I don't watch I don't watch anime so <laughs> I don't know what but that I, one is I'm not up deep new stuff but for an anime song husbando one it was uh, it was pretty solid because I'm a little harsher on those and I feel bad heroines run the show that's technically what it's called so it sounds it sounds good I'm I'm honestly really liking the work that that Honeyworks did and the works that the the Seiyus did for this as well so I, I I really liked it honestly it took a while for for me to really really dig a song off the Oricon this week but at number six here here we are I mean Julieta sold wonderfully at 15,603 copies here but I think for both me and you I think number five did what really did impress us right Yes, it did. It, there's a specific one in five because it was a three-parter. <laughs> yeah, and b- uh, both of us really like that that particular song. And 
it's going on to here it is utopia emotional emotions and stars we chase by the wonderful members of the Nijiga Sakigakuen School Idol Kokai from you know Love Live. So this is from the other season of 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 Love Live, specifically the Nijigaku um, third season. So our third member group here, and it's from the game. And all three songs are really good. I really liked Utopia. The Electronica in Utopia was. A little hit and miss at times, but overall it was alright. Emotions, vocal-wise, was really, really good. But Stars We Chase, and I know both me and you really, really like this song, Luna. Stars We Chase is where it's at. 100% agree. Stars We Chase not only had an amazing composition that I loved, but the vocals were so good. And I just think it was so befitting of it. And the lyrics were the other thing that really tied it to you and you felt a connection with. And I was just amazed about how much I loved Stars We Chase. And I was very sad that it's not streaming because I wanted it. it. It was by far my favorite. And like you said, I thought Emotion, their vocals were very strong. And that was solid. And Utopia was it was good. It was it was probably my least favorite of all three, but I would buy this single because all three songs were solid. And Stars We Chase was pro- is probably my song of the week. To be honest, I just wish if it was streaming, it's kind of tied because it's not streaming. It's phenomenal. No, yeah, that's for sure. And I really think that you know with Stars We Chase, the English vocals for it really really stood out for it, and that's neither here or there. You know. You know, Shu Uchida, who is the person that sung this one, She she's from Australia originally. So it's very interesting. She's Australian, Japanese-Australian, so she's Hapa. So her English was put to use very much so in this release. And you can tell. You really can tell that English was the main point of the song. And the fact that we have a more speaking English role in this particular song really helped it out. I agree. And I didn't realize she was a Japanese-Australian, which is is super cool, you know. And to incorporate that in Love Live, and like you said, putting her English to use, I feel like is a great way to add that uniqueness to this new season. Or, I mean, to the new game. Yeah, no, that's that is for darn sure. But regardless, overall, I think this is probably my pick of the week. Like between five and between Utopia, Emotional Stars, We Chase, and Julieta, the animes ruled ruled this week for me. Not to say that the other songs on this list ain't as good. It's just that I didn't feel as emotionally connected to any of the other songs. You know, with we're we're gonna continue on to number four here, but. I just, it's the same problem that I've been having with with number four specifically, I should say. But regardless, Utopia Emotions and Stars We Taste sold a lovely 21,744 copies. And going on up to number four, it is Habit by Seikai no Owari. I don't know. I'm, you know, we ran across this song when we were in the tradition our transition of going from 
streaming to physical only and this is the physical release of habit as well and i still don't know about this song as a whole i did not know how to feel about the release as a whole as well because i did not like eve as well because it's that same feeling that i had with sick i know wadi where there's no physical or verbal emotion into it there might be in the lyrics itself and you can tell that they're really passionate about it but there's nothing that really pops out to you especially with habit because i felt like habit and eve specifically was the same song to be honest I have very similar sentiments on it because we talked about habit last time and I had very mixed feelings on it already and I just feel like those same feelings are back and I really want to like it but there's something about it it's yeah, just not same. not I really want to I really want to like the song because I know Sekaiwadi has that 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 pedigree of what releases are going to happen and it's not being shown here exactly and i honestly think that's the big issue i have and it's something i really want to like and same with eve i want to love this single because i love sekai no wadi i know what they can do they have great vocals you know great harmonies great compositions something about habit is just off to me and it's just hard to pinpoint but i just can't i i just can't love it and you know like it as much as everyone in oricon did yeah no that that's for darn sure that's for darn sure but regardless you know Habit sold fairly well at 23,167 copies here. And going on up to number three, it is Mixed Nuts, the EP version by Official Hidandism. So this is the physical release of, of Mixed Nuts here. And I haven't really gone back to the song ever since it came out from the Oregon. So it's really good that we were able to go back to it. Oh, me too. I am so glad Mixed Nuts is back on here. And here's why, because when it was originally on here, it was just mixed nuts. It wasn't the EP as a whole. And I I had some reservations on it because I was really hit or miss. And I think it was because it was so different than what Official Hige does. And yes, I still love... Oh my god, I actually forgot the name of it. That's really sad because I still listen to it and I for I haven't listened to it in a while, but I forgot the name of their biggest hit ever. <laughs> <laughs> Pretenders? Pretender, yeah. Like, I still love Pretender even though I haven't listened to it in a while. But, like, after a while you do get burned out because they were sounding the same. All their songs are sounding very similar. Oh, yeah. Up so, until, you know, when they released, I think... Cry. I, no, uh, I love, uh, I, I love, love, I love, yeah, I love was the only song out of their stream of releases after Pretenders that didn't sound like Pretenders. Yeah, and every song up until then, up until I want to say, Crybaby, 
yeah, up until Crybaby was fairly sounding the same to the point that we were we were not looking forward to having an official EA song. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and so I had some reservations and mixed nuts, and I think because it was so different, I wouldn't say it was jarring different, but it surprised me, and I had mixed emotions and had a feel in my initial listen when we talked about it. Going back to it, though... I yeah. really like Mixed Nuts, and it actually made its way finally into the, I like this because it's different, their vocals are great, they shook it up, it's a nice change, it's this breath of fresh air, and the EP as a whole is great. I mean, Anarchy is phenomenal, uh, Coral A was really good, and it was it surprised me at how much I really enjoyed it, and especially when you listen to it as a whole, everything flows very well. It's all, all the tracks are different, but they have a nice rhythm and flow to it. So I'm glad they made it back and we could actually talk about it because it made me reevaluate my opinion. You know, for, for me, I really think that their new indication of what they are and they're being called now as a p- piano pop band. I think they really need to land on that piano version because, you know their piano work and keyboard work really pops makes them pop and makes them notice a lot more compared to other songs what is the first thing that you think of when you think of official hige especially with their pop, more popular songs with pretenders and i love you think of that about that piano and keyboard work yes 100 percent. and i love their piano and keyboard work and mixed nuts really re- relied on that as well yeah, and I feel like when they do that, it something with the piano, they are just it stands out. And I I'm I'm a sucker for a good piano work, a piano song, and I think that's the other reason re-listening to Mix Nuts, I reevaluated it and how much I loved it and all the little nuances in it that just make you love it and a piano is one of them. No, that's for sure. And you know, having a reintroduction to it really turns your eye against it because i really i i was on the opposite side of you when we we came across mixed nuts the digital version of this because i i thought it was all right and you didn't you weren't really caring about it when we first initially came across this but i really appreciate it more so now because maybe a handful of times of listening i finally understand what its appeal is now same same for me so I feel I, I'm glad we get this chance when they pop back up like this to reevaluate it because I feel that initial listen we can write it off and be like nah this isn't for me and then a couple weeks later you'll come back and really dig into it and then you think you know my opinion changed on this this is actually really good or it could remain the same but still it's a nice feeling to revisit some of these songs just because you might you may have a second thought on it or you might find you might hear something you didn't hear before yeah no that's for darn sure regardless you know the physical release of this it sold all right at 31,637 copies here i was hoping just a little bit more but i think because of the fact that it ran through its initial digital course because it's been a long time because you know we were introduced to mix nuts almost a month to two months ago now at this point yeah yeah i want to say it was it was back in end of april 
Yeah, give or I'm take. I'm feeling, yeah, yeah. So, you know, overall, it did so well. But continuing on to number two here, it is the track Rokutose by Jejun with Jusun. Sorry, I'm butchering Jinsu. this. Junsu. <laughs> it's it's the Korean isn't really helping me out here. So this is Jejun's, I guess, reunion. I'm not too sure. <laughs> So I don't. So they were JYJ, you know, and then they dissolved that. Unfortunately, I. So I haven't followed Toho Shinki in years. And of course, and those of you who don't know, Toho Shinki is a very famous K pop group, also known as Dungbang Shinki. They were five members. At least when I got into them, they were five. And. Over the years, they you know they had two members leave, which Jay June was one of them, and you know some went solo, did their own thing. So pretty much, it's kind of like a reunion thing. And but that, that's just a little snippet. They also were JYJ because they had there were three of them. Um, I so in my opinion, I would say it's like a reunion, and I honestly haven't followed them in a good while, so I feel kind of bad. Because they did have some good songs, like Jay Jung had some songs I've in- enjoyed over the years. Um, it's I'm glad to see them back, and I feel like whenever Jay Jung or Jun Su, you know, does pop up, they've had a great, I guess you could say, um, a great time. They've had they have a lot of fans in the Japanese music industry. They've done very well in their career in Japan, and. And I like seeing that, you know, I, I think it's kind of, it's nice for them. Yeah. And like for, for me, I, I didn't know how to feel about, about Rokutose initially. And you know, the ballad is very nice. It is the vocals. I can't deny that the vocals are really, really well in this release, but I don't know. It isn't, it isn't just for me, I think personally. And I, I totally get that. Um, I enjoyed Rokutose. I honestly haven't listened to them quite a bit, but I did like the ballad and I love the piano. And it was really the composition and how well their vocals flowed with it that did it for me. It just felt this nice, peaceful, beautiful ballad. Is it my favorite song of the week? By golly, no. But oh, yeah. I mean, I enjoyed it. I'm a girl. I'm a sucker for ballads. And I also am familiar with these members these you know these members so for me i think that's part of it is i've liked their style in the past you know song song depending i'll say that because i wasn't a fan of every song but you know seeing them come back was a nice treat i think it was a nice song is it is it changing's best song no but it's nice i do feel it's a little generic I, I am glad to see them on here because I feel like we haven't talked about them for a while, and I do like Junsu as well. So it was nice seeing yeah. these two members together, and it does have a Jae Jung solo version too. But I didn't listen to that. I think I think both Jae Jung and Junsu have very good. They have a similar vocal range, which makes it nice. But at the same time, for the song, you know, you're listening to it. It, you know, it can kind of you're kind of like, hmm. I wish there was a little more variety. But yeah. I think they pair very well together. So. Yeah. 
you know, regardless, with Rokutose, it sold very, very well as well with 36,515 copies here. And going on up to number one overall here, it is Bisan wa Naze Naku Naru Noka by HKT48 here. And I gotta just say it's so it's alright. <laughs> yeah, it it was very generic and for once I'm usually the person who is like, I don't like that. It I I don't like I'm not a big idol person. I'm very hit or miss. I can't say I'm not an idol person because I do have idol CDs and I do have some HKT48 CDs because I like Hay- uh, Hayao no Calendar. But, um, Bizan wa Nanze na Kunaru no Ka, it was, like Ken said, it was okay. It's generic. But, you know, even it was a little generic, their vocals were really good. The composition wasn't bad, it wasn't too hyper in your face. I actually thought it was an okay single. I, I didn't mind it. I think my only gripe is it's one of those songs I'm not going to hit the plus button because I'm not going to go out of my way to listen to it. But if it's on the radio, I'll keep it on and, you know, bop my head along to it and hum. But, oh, you know, same, same, same. Absolutely. I, I feel like I'm glad they did something like this because I think lately the last I don't remember the last HKT 48 song I liked besides the one I bought and that was years ago. So this was one I'm glad I found that I enjoyed even even if it's, I'm not going to go out of my way and buy it, download it, but I still think it's a nice listen, you know, it's in the car, so I, it's cute. It's typical yeah. idol, you know what you're getting. It's, it's, it's typical idol, you know what you're getting, you pretty much know what to expect with, with HKT48, and that's why I'm just like, eh, it's, it's release, <laughs> but... You know, overall, sold very well. 127,375 copies here. Now let's kind of go over to the albums here real fast. You got Solution by Soul at number 10. Kep- uh, Doubt Blast by Kepler. <laughs> oh boy. At number 9. Uh, you got 17th, the fourth album. Face-, Face the Sun by 17 at number 7 here. You got some heart, heart, Hatokunto by Cho Tokumeki at number five. There you got Circus, which at with by Stray Kids at number two, and then Proof with by BTS at number three. So they did release an album. So I'm I'm expecting that this album is just gonna pop right up. <laughs> yeah, they did release the. This is their. If I'm correct, this is their Korean album. It was released worldwide. I saw it at Target a couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. And I I can see them also releasing a Japanese album this year, maybe with Japanese versions of these songs and some new ones. So I wouldn't be surprised if they did something along that line. Regardless... You know, I want to say thank you for listening to this week's episode of Ungaku to You. You can find us on all the social media sites at ongakidu on twitter and instagram you can follow the website at ongakidu.com you can follow our affiliates koryu hunter who is a variety streamer you can check him out at twitch.tv slash koryu hunter k-y-o-r-y-u-h-u-n-t-e-r you can also check out TimberTaff, who is a variety streamer as well. You can check him out at twitch.tv slash TimberTaff, T-I-M-B-E-R-T-A-F-T. 
You can also check out your sister Luna Rose, who is probably very excited about all the various releases for Final Fantasy. You can check her out at twitch.tv slash rainstarkitty, R-A-I-N-S-C-A-R-K-I-T-T-Y. You can also check out Fangirl Has a Name, who is a variety streamer as well. You can check her out at twitch.tv slash Fangirl has no name, F-A-N-G-I-R-L-H-A-S-N-O-N-A-M-E. You can also check out the podcast where me, Kyo, Timber, and Fangirl talk about the gaming industry at Podsource. You can look it up on all podcast streaming services by looking up Koryu Hunter at all the, just as his Twitch channel as well. You can follow me on Twitter at OTYKM1 where I talk about Bang Dream, I and I about Roboco and Robo, and Joshi Pro Wrestling. Where can we find you, Luna? You can find me on several of the social medias, such as Letterboxd, My Anime List, Anime Planet, and Kitsu, and Twitter as LunaMaria87. And you can find me on Instagram as NerdyCollectorLuna. I mainly talk about what I'm watching, what I've bought, you get to see photos of my cute cats, maybe if I'm playing some games. And what I'm listening to. And also, I've been watching more concerts lately. So if you follow me on Instagram, you might see some cool snippets of stuff. Yes, but yeah, you can follow Gray at Ongaku Gray. And yeah, I want to say thank you once again for listening to this week's episode of Ongaku Do You. I'm your host, Ken, saying thank you very much and have a great day. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's show. Hope you enjoyed it. Have a great rest of your week. Jamatane.